Hi, it's Dwyer. It is Thursday, August 18th, 2022. Gamblersadvisory.com, a free site. Bettingangle.us, a free site. Let's give some thoughts and let's refer to a fighter who critiques the Usyk-Joshua rematch, who you need to know. But first remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, let's focus the spotlight here, before I start, on Callum Smith. What I want people to do is to realize that Callum Smith with one arm, because he blows out the bicep of one of his arms, almost from the start of the Canelo fight. Callum Smith, who's best on his front foot, forced to be on his back foot with one arm against Canelo, goes 12 rounds against Canelo, goes further than Caleb Plant does against Canelo. Right? Just understand the skill level. Callum Smith is a dangerous fighter. He's on the Joshua card. I want you to look at the situation at light heavyweight right now. Understand, you have David Benavides saying he's willing to go to light heavyweight. You have 100% knockout rate. Arthur Berturbiev waiting on the winner, presumably waiting, on the winner of a fight involving Bevel, a guy I picked to beat Canelo, against a fighter I'm not sure he can beat, Gilberto Ramirez, who is un beaten, has been the champion in another weight class, has sparred extensively with David Benavides. So into that mix now is Callum Smith, but it all hinges on Smith being able to continue his career. We're going to find out on this Joshua card right now. Understand the lay of the land as I see it, a little bit different than the public right? I feel that the fighter I'm going to talk about can beat Anthony Joshua. And that's Philippe Ergovic. In part because Ergovic has one of my favorite trainers in his corner, Ronnie Shields. Now I know online in boxing chat rooms and uh, on Twitter, Ronnie Shields has his detractors. Understand, I feel Ronnie Shields is one of the best trainers in boxing, right? You look at some of these superstars out there, Errol Spence, and you realize behind Errol Spence is Derek James, who's the same guy who's behind Jamel Charlo, right? I can tell you a great trainer adds a lot. Did the heavyweight division have the Lennox Lewis era, and then have the Vladimir Klitschko era? Or are those two eras part of the same era? The Emmanuel Stewart era. Understand, Lewis was having problems in his career. He hired Emmanuel Stewart. Takes over the division. Understand, Vladimir Klitschko lost to Ross Purity. Gets knocked out. 
by Corey Sanders is dominated. He hires Emmanuel Stewart. Instead of leaning forward with his chin over his feet, suddenly Stewart has him leaning backwards, emphasizing his jab. Right? Vladimir Klitschko becomes a difficult fighter. They did have rough moments, right? But Vladimir Klitschko takes over the division. Anthony Joshua has a new trainer in his corner. That trainer is a superstar trainer, Robert Garcia, right? But Garcia now is in the heavyweight division where things are a little bit different, right? This is the country where you show up some of the people speak English, a lot of the people speak a different language. They're different customs. How long is it going to take Robert Garcia to figure out the heavyweight division? Well, Philippe Ergovic, who's unbeaten, has. Like Joe Joyce, I believe he got jobbed at the Olympics. I would take Philippe Ergovic right now, right now, over Anthony Joshua. And it's clear from his comments that he would take himself over Alexander Usyk. Let's consider his take on Usyk versus Joshua, the rematch. This is from Boxing Scene, a great boxing website from a few days ago. Here are Philip Ergovic's comments. Joshua will be fighting for his career. Let me also say, I have 50-something-year-old eyes. This is very small print. Bear with me. Joshua will be fighting for his career. And that is what makes it an amazing fight. Usyk will be motivated by the war in his country, too. Usyk outboxed Joshua in their first fight. But I think that defeat will have woken up Joshua here, and he's a dangerous man. This next paragraph is crucial. There were a lot of things he didn't do that he should have done. He didn't throw body punches. He didn't throw the left hook. He left a lot of space between the two. I think he can do a lot better. Last time, I was expecting him to beat Usyk because Usyk looked really bad against Chisora and in his first heavyweight fight against Chaz Witherspoon. It was almost like Joshua didn't start. He was waiting, waiting, waiting for 12 rounds. Let me just say, this is an elite heavyweight. He's in line to fight the winner of this fight, right? Let's talk about Joshua for a moment. In a sentence, Joshua has to get Southpaw Usyk off of his left side. That's the fight, folks. Now, if you look at film of Joshua Klitschko, you'll notice that when Joshua knocks down Klitschko. Klitschko gets off the canvas dazed and confused. This is Joshua's opportunity to make the statement, to close the show.
to bring his A game against a diminished opponent and to end the fight. The punch Joshua chooses, and he throws it repeatedly, is his left hook. Folks, Joshua has an excellent left hook. Excellent. Right? What Robert Garcia should be telling Joshua is you've got to throw that left hook and get Usyk off your left side. Right? The only caveat that I see, the only caveat, and it has to happen early. You can't have a boxing match break out here. This has to be a fight if you're on the Joshua side of the ledger. The only caveat is remember, Usyk's a southpaw. Right? His left hand is going to line up with Joshua's head. Right? Usyk's going to be on the left side as you're trying to blast Usyk off this side. You always have to remember Usyk's straight left. Right? If you don't, you end up like Tony Bellew. So Joshua, as he is throwing, the left hook. He has to throw heavy artillery. Not a jab. A left hook. It just covers more space. Right? It sweeps the entire left side. As he's throwing that left hook, he has to have a hand parked here. Don't try to track. Don't try to track Usyk's straight left. Just assume he has to hit you up top. For it to hurt, you're the bigger man. And just park a hand here as you go to work. <coughs> but Joshua can't get caught up in boxing. So in my opinion, and it's controversial, he has to ignore Usyk's right hand. He has to be prepared to walk through the right hand. The idea has to be, I'm the heavyweight, I'm the bigger man. Even after your weight gain, which is new for you, I'm the bigger man. I'm prepared to trade. Here is my left hook. I'm going to be throwing it up top. I'm going to be throwing it to the body because I'm not going to let you set up shop on my left side like I did the first fight. Understand, too, you're only 100% at the beginning of the fight. Joshua has to realize he does not have the stamina of Usyk. He simply doesn't. So when he's 100% at the beginning of the fight, he has to try to hurt Usyk. Big punches, not jabs. Right? The mindset of, hey, this guy's not going to be on my left side. I'm drawing a line in the sand right here. First half of the first round. Right? He has to throw bombs. He has to force Usyk into a plan B. Now, the secret with Usyk is he has plan Bs. Skill level-wise, let's be blunt. Usyk's the better fighter. 
right? The question is whether Usyk is big enough to deal with a blessed bigger puncher, right? So Usyk, if he wants, could decide to pivot from Joshua's left side where we know he's successful to the front of Joshua, force Joshua to turn a little bit. Usyk could start throwing his own left hook, excuse me. Yeah, Usyk could start throwing his own left hook from a southpaw stance. Right? Usyk is saying that he is going to continue to fight like he did the first fight. Are those real statements? Or is that strategic strategy where Usyk's trying to convince Joshua that he's not going to do things differently. For a series of fights where a guy shows up with a certain style in the first fight, then in the second fight shows up with a completely different style. Look at the Chris Eubank. Stevie Collins fights. Collins is two different people, right? It's possible that Usyk has something special planned here. The first fight, he comes in at a lighter weight. This fight, he looks like he's going to be heavier. Let's all look at the weigh-in, right? But just understand, Philippe Ergovic, who I believe is the heir apparent, was not impressed by Usyk against either Witherspoon or Chisora, and he expected Joshua to win the first fight, and he feels that Joshua could have done more. Also, get the comment from Ergovic on the spacing, right? Joshua should be on his front foot. Joshua should be bullying Usyk. I hope Joshua is watching George Foreman tapes. Foreman, quite frankly, more skilled than Joshua, right? Better defense. In other words, Foreman comes in like this. It's an Archie Moore defense that's made for shootouts inside, right? But that's the kind of thing that Joshua needs to do. He needs to tilt Usyk onto his back foot. Let's go one step further. First round of their first fight. Usyk comes in and he's all twitchy. A lot of Usyk's game are feints. Joshua has to ignore the feints that pertain to Usyk's right hand. In other words, folks, I'm expecting a shootout. Let's also talk about the other big fight on the card, the Ergovic Zhang fight. I need for people to realize that Zhang is older than both Usyk and Joshua, right? But power is the last to go. This guy is a blessed southpaw puncher. Understand, Usyk couldn't fight Zhang and be on Zhang's left side. 
That would be a southpaw-southpaw matchup. Zhang's big punch is the straight left. Usyk wouldn't want to be on Zhang's left side. Understand if Zhang beats Ergovic, he'd be a problem for Usyk, even though Usyk's a lot faster. Usyk would have to be on his back foot, prepared to have a boxing match. I believe in this rematch, he's going to try to stop Joshua. Against Zhang, he has no choice. It would have to be a boxing match. I want people also to Google Joshua's statements, where he said, you know, I would have beaten Usyk if he were a righty. But fighting a southpaw is tough for me. Folks, Zhang's a power-punching southpaw. Are you sure Anthony Joshua would be able to be close to the pocket against Zhang? I believe Joshua, who was on his bike in the Ruiz rematch, would have to be on his bike against Zhang. Understand, too, because Zhang is a southpaw, he's going to be tougher for Ergovic to beat than would Anthony Joshua. Clearly, Ergovic isn't afraid of Usyk, right? So let's watch this fight card. I'm just telling you, they're both extremely important fights. Joshua only has to be right once to be a better boxer. Understand, the same applies to Zhang. He only has to be right once to beat Ergovic. Right? Understand, Ergovic has legs on him. Ergovic has a little bit of an arc on his punches, makes it hard to defend. And also understand that Ergovic, like Joshua, has a highly technical, excellent trainer, and I mean excellent trainer, in his corner. Right? This should be quite the show. To sum up, Ergovic was surprised Joshua lost. Understand, Joshua was the favorite in the fight. Ergovic's path to success against Usyk involves left hooks, body shots, closer range. Right? That's how Ergovic would fight Usyk. Just make a mental file of it, right? Because this is that rare situation where a world-class fighter is being candid about a fight involving future opponents. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you to me. If by the end of the second round, Joshua hasn't established a new presence a new tempo to the fight, hasn't showcased his left hook to get Usyk off his left side. If Joshua hasn't done that, you're looking at the Usyk-Murat Gassia fight. Folks, the fight's over, right? Joshua has to literally come out and be a different person. You have to see the different strategy up front 
that's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this video. Thanks for stopping by.